Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. I'm your host Grace. In this episode, I will be sharing tips to help you achieve success in your social life in college and beyond. Before diving into today's topic, I would like to first remind you that it is okay to be unable to form many meaningful relationships with others at college. Please don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with who you are. In fact, it has been scientifically proven that college is one of the loneliest points in adult life, especially if you are like me, a student who is not from the home state of the college. That being said, I'm confident that with the tips I will share with you today, you will have more chance to establish and maintain good social connection with others. Therefore, please take some time to consider what I will be saying in this episode. Going into college, it is normal to make friends with the first people you meet and click with. There's nothing wrong with this. However, I encourage you not to feel like those initial friends are the only ones you can ever be friends with. This is because you never know who will end up being your good friend until you allow yourself sometimes to get to know more people better. Therefore, it's good that you are always open to making more friends. While it is possible to meet someone you will want to develop a deeper relationship with at any given place, I would like to highlight six places where you are most likely to make friends and expand your social circle in Seattle University. The first place is anywhere on campus where there are campus events being headed. They are good places to form social connections because they offer you an automatic talking points. For example, if you are a shy person and couldn't think of a topic to break the ice with the person you would like to approach, you can simply chat with them about the campus event you guys are interested in. This can help to lead to longer conversation about other topics that you guys can talk about to start building your relationship. If you are wondering, how can you find out what campus events are happening in the coming days or week? Considering following SU department's social media platforms, as well as paying attention to the poster on the campus. This is because usually our school would advertise campus events ahead of time to increase awareness and participation. The second place I would recommend you to check out is the campus organization. There are lots of campus organizations in Seattle University, and I bet you can find one that you are interested in. They all have the benefits of campus events with the added bonus that they meet regularly. This gives you a chance to have repeated interaction with people, which is an important element in forming friendship. This is because most deep relationships are unable to be formed without spending decent time with each other. You would and should be taking time to nurture relationship and deepen the bond. While campus events are great places to meet people, please consider picking the campus organization you would like to join and choose carefully. It's fine to try out a bunch of different clubs at the beginning of the quarter, but in the long run, it is better for both of your social life and your stress level to commit to two to three clubs that you really enjoy and care about. It is also worth noting that some class, some clubs are better for forming friendship with others. For example, organizations that are highly structured, such as musical group or 
Campus council often leave little room to actually talk and get to know each other. This is not to say that you shouldn't join most structured club, but it makes it a little trickier to make friends in less structured organizations such as a running club or philosophy discussion group. The third place to expand your social circle is your classes, especially when with labs or group project, in addition to just straight up lectures. Classes also enjoy the obvious benefit of some sort of shared interest, or at least shared obligation, such as UCOR class. In addition to the benefits from campus organization, namely meeting regularly to deepen the bonds. Classes are particularly great places for you to find a study buddy, as it is easy to tell if a student is open to reaching out to other students when working on assignment or is more reserved. The fourth place I would recommend you checking out is your dorm. Dorms are great places to make friends because of all the spontaneous social interaction they offer, whether it's hanging out in the common room, in the game room, or more. Meanwhile, dorms such as Camping and Xavery are filled with first years going through similar experiences with you who are also really eager to make friends. This will help reduce anxiety when making friends, as you are surrounded by people who are on the same boat as you. This can also make it easier to expand your social circles as first year and sophomores are more open to make friends, as they are also in the process of discussing the groups and communities they belong to and would like to commit to. The fifth place I would recommend you paying attention are places around the campus, that is, anywhere except the classroom. Examples include gym, student center, and hallways. This is probably on a more advanced level of making friends as it requires you to initiate conversation with strangers. However, it is a great way to overcome shyness and increase your confidence. Meanwhile, these places allow you to meet people you are unlikely to know in your regular social cycle. They also provide advantage where you are able to meet people from very different kinds of background. Who knows if you cannot form a good relationship with a person that has different interests with you? While it is true that we tend to prefer to surround ourselves with people who are similar to us, sometimes we also appreciate knowing people who are different from ourselves. For example, I met my best friend at Seattle University in a student center. We have really different cultural backgrounds and interests, but it does not stop me from wanting to be her friend, simply because she is such a nice and bright person. The lesson from this experience is not to strictly define the people you would like to be friends with. Don't stop yourself from meeting new people, even if you are in places where you thought you cannot make friends. The last place I would recommend you to check out are the online space and forums. For example, you can join the Facebook groups associated with your class or SU. This is a great way to make friends, especially if you come across more ecologically in writing than you do in person. The Facebook groups allows you to make a better understanding of the people you would like to be friends by looking at the groups they are in and the things they posted on their pages. But just don't be one of the, those people who spend a group
when you are in these places, there are also things you can do before and during the interaction to make others want to approach and socialize with you. For example, while phones are so important in our modern world, you will want to put your phones away when you want to meet new people. This is because you will look busy when your attention is on your phone, which can make your peers unapproachable. This can also make others don't want to interrupt you. Your body language just say that you are ready to interact, such as using welcome body language. The more approachable your peers, the more likely people are going to take the time to stop and talk to you. One of the easiest way to make yourself look approachable and likable is to smile. Smiling can send out the positive vibe that attract people to you. You can also make direct as content with people with whom you are interested in befriending, as it conveys message that you're paying attention to them, and this may help others realize that you will want to talk to them. While I encourage you to use welcome body language to make yourself look more approachable to others, you should always strive to be yourself. This means that you shouldn't pretend to be someone else simply to make others want to be friends with you. Please believe that no matter which community you are in, there will always be people who share your interests and personality. Therefore, it is important that you let your personality shine through, so that others will be drawn to you, to who you are as a person. Acting fake for the purpose of expanding your social circle is risky because you may end up in a situation where you need to make one lie to cover another. This is. Also, not good for your mental health, as pretending to be somewhere else can be exhausting. Since everyone has different interests, values, beliefs, and habits, there's nothing wrong with being unique and different. In fact, we're all different, so don't hesitate to let your own uniqueness shine. Another advantage of being yourself is it helps to reduce shyness. Sometimes we can be our worst enemies, where we let the negative voice such as "No one wants to be friends with me." Take over in our head. To avoid this, we can focus on giving ourselves positive self-talk to push out the negative thoughts. In other words, try working on your internal dialogue, your internal voice that perhaps makes overly negative assumptions about how people will respond to you. The interesting thing is that multiple researchers found out that by continually telling yourself that you are confident, friendly, and likable, it is more likely that this would actually turn out to be the case. Being confident keeps us from being paralyzed by fears of rejection, pushing us to question some of these fears. If you find being confident to meet new people to be difficult, an effective strategy is to fake it until you make it. Even if you feel like you want to run away and hide in certain social situations, you should always act confidently. Practice good postures such as sitting up straight. Relaxing your shoulders, not crossing your arms in front of you, will help to ease yourself. In contrast, behaviors such as checking the times, tapping your feet, sitting on the edge of your chair will remind you of your, your nervousness and makes you even less confident. By acting confidently, you will naturally start to feel more confident on the inside. As confidence is a skill that everyone can obtain through practice. While others approach you. You can consider sharing your positive attitude and sense of humor. While it is not necessarily to be 
tend to be happy all the time. It is safe to try keeping things light and positive when you don't know someone very well. Try to see the humor in every situation. You and you will be friend may enjoy being around with you. You can even make jokes to make the initial conversation interesting. Just be sure that you are not making jokes about the other person, as it can come across as rude and demanding. You should also avoid using irony and sarcasm when you are still in the phases of getting to know the person you are interacting with. This is because you still don't know if the other person enjoys irony and what kinds of irony they can accept and understand accurately. Misunderstanding can occur easily when you are making sarcastic remarks to someone who you don't know well yet, as it might be interrupted as an attack on the other person's ideas or statements. If you are a person who really loves to make jokes and sarcastic remarks, save it until you figure out the types and extent of sarcasms your new friends can accept. If you find people you really want to develop a deeper social relationship with, you should be spending quality time with them by doing an activity together. It is a myth that friendship happens organically. In fact, it takes efforts to develop. Hence, we should set aside time to reach out to people to develop the relationship and deepen the bond. To make this easier, I suggest that you focus on correlating one or two relationships at a time. While going out and meeting lots of people is a good way to train your social skills and network broadened, it is best to keep it small while you are trying to form a deeper relationship with acquaintance. This is because it actually takes a really long time. For another person to open up to you and go beyond service level conversations, to actually have more opportunity to spend time together, consider being the organizer and initiator of activity with the people you want to be friend. Taking an active role in planning activities can help to move things along. This is especially helpful when the person you want to be friend with is shy, as their personality usually prevents them from reaching out. To you, please don't keep score of who is content contenting who. I know you might think others taking the initiative to ask for hangout is a sign of care. However, oftentimes others don't take the initiative not because they don't want to hang out with you. They are just in the same position as you. They too are looking for someone to nudge them to an activity. When you are planning the first few activity to do together to get to know each other more, consider meeting for coffee or lunch. These settings are great because they are low pressure and allow for an easy escape if the conversation gets stale. You all can also do other things together, but my general advice is to pick an activity where you can actually talk to each other. For example, going for a walk in local park is probably better than hiking on a mountain. Since you don't know the person well enough, I encourage you to brush up on current events and some talking points prior to going out. You can check out the top news stories, the latest current events, new movies, and music, and any other happenings that are on the lighter side. Having some basic knowledge of what is going on in the world will provide you with some talking points when you are out interacting with new people. It is harder to have a deep relationship if the first conversation between the two of you dies quickly, as both of you might feel awkward to initiate the second interaction. You may think you have a higher possibility of befriending each other if you 
if both of you have things to discuss. Stranger interaction. Make sure that your side of the conversation relates to what the other person is saying, and that it focuses on what you have in common. There's almost no better way to stop a conversation that, in its tracks, than to ignore everything the other person has just said and launch into an unrelated story or ideas of your own. This can be easily interpreted as didn't care about others' perspectives, and this can make other people don't want to associate with you anymore. A great way to show that you care about what others are saying to, is to keep the conversation balanced. You can consider asking them questions about themselves or opinion on other things. This act of inviting others to share their perspectives demonstrate your interest in them. While it is true that the conversation will flow longer when both parties have more in common, being genuine is in the con- interaction is far more important than talking about common interests. This is because being genuine will make you seem interested in the other person and will make the interaction more fulfilling. One effective way to show your generosity is to be honest with what you said. If you like something they said, express your affection. If you don't know enough about the topics they are sharing, simply ask questions to develop an understanding rather than pretending to like or understand. This is because it is a big turn off to most people if they realize that you are pretending to know or like something you actually don't. There is nothing shameful about not knowing what the other person is talking about because no one knows everything. In fact, asking questions to understand what the others are saying during the interaction would only helps to deepen the relationship because it allows them to recognize that you are interested in them. While being honest is good, please don't be critical or mean. For example, it might not be a good idea to strongly disagree with what others says, as this may only put the other person on the defensive. An emotion sure to disrupt the hope for good communication. You can disagree, but please be respectful to keep the conversation being too emotional and and passionate. Instead of saying something like "That's crazy," what is really going on is. Blah blah blah. You can say, "I don't know. I think the truth may be blah blah blah." By expressing your disagreement softly, you're preventing yourself from embarrassing them, and will make them more willing to explain and keep the conversation with you. While it is important that you listen carefully and respond with a general answer and attitude to the person you befriend, you should also be open to share your real opinion and thoughts on different things. One quick way to find out whether an acquaintance has what it takes to be a true friend is to let your guard down, and to show that you are willing to be vulnerable. With luck, they will reciprocate by sharing something personal with you. This will help to deepen the relationship even more. That being said, not everyone will respond the way you want. Some people just don't understand you, and that's not your fault. Although this can be really disappointing. This is one effective way to tell if you two can move beyond superficial conversation to more personal and meaningful ones. Meanwhile, please note that even if you are able to develop a deeper relationship with others you met in college, that doesn't mean a relationship can always be perfect. You may run into disputes with each other, but that isn't necessarily an indicator that you all are not suitable to be good friends. It usually just means there's a problem. And therefore, should be resolved appropriately. When there's a problem in the relationship, 
It's better to identify and work on the problem, not the person. In other words, don't engage in personal attack. No one likes to be blamed or shamed or called names. If you care about that person, you should focus on solving the problem together and apologize for whatever parts you play in the issue, rather than engaging in personal attack. By solving the problem together, you'll be able to move the relationship forwards as trust and bonds usually deepen, and so you experience more things together. And this concludes my third episode. I hope you find it helpful in improving your social skills and are excited for my next episode. Stay tuned and talk soon.